Hi, I'm Sean Fedorko, host of Your Money Counts, a podcast by Marquette Savings Bank. Today, we're going to talk about costly mistakes that home buyers make. Of course, buying a home is full of intimidating complexity for many people, especially millennials who are doing it for the first time. It's the biggest purchase of our lives, and we want to make sure we don't set ourselves up for some dire consequences. So today, to answer the question are a bunch of the bankers from Marquette Savings Bank. Before they start answering the substantive material, we're going to get to know our bankers, uh, and they're going to tell us, though, what's one of your favorite restaurants, local restaurants, and why? My name is Angela Diver, and I'm the branch manager of our Liberty Street office here in Erie. And one of the restaurants that I really like locally is Kaleo's. Um, I enjoy the Italian dining and the quaint uh, atmosphere. Quaint. That's a great word for Kaleo's. I like Kaleo's, too. Okay. And we have... Hi, I'm Debbie Mealy, and I have the Edinburgh office in Edinburgh, PA, and I am the branch manager there. And one of my favorite places to eat in Crawford County is the Venango Valley Inn. Okay, and what favorite meal? Uh, my favorite meal there is the eggplant parmesan. Oh my god, eggplant parmesan, the side chick to chicken parmesan. I love it. And Don? Yes, I'm Don Franz uh, at the Park Ave office in Meadville, and that's in Crawford County. And one of my favorite restaurants in Crawford County would be uh, Chovy's. It's an Italian restaurant, and I like their risotto the best. Okay, so giving us a lot of reasons to go eat out in Crawford County. Um, well, let's dump into some of the, the material about financing our homes. Um, you know, of course, whenever we talk about financing, first thing that comes to mind for a lot of people are interest rates. And most of us know that interest rates aren't the only thing you should look at. Uh, but what are some of the other aspects of a loan that we should be comparing? One of the things that you should look at is the cost. Um, the rate is important, but there is uh, brokers and other lenders out there that you're paying points to get that interest rate. So, paying points? What does that mean? Uh, you're buying down the rate. You're paying 1% to get a little bit lower interest rate. And there's a lot of times if you don't um, ask for a cost estimate of the breakdown of the fees, you may not know that you're paying extra to get that interest rate. Wait, so you're saying that the loan costs me more to get because I'm getting a lower rate. So even though the rate might be lower, I'm actually paying more money up front in order to enjoy that privilege. That's correct. What else might we compare? Um, you want to definitely compare the costs associated with the loan. So um, like Don said, you definitely want a good interest rate, but you want to be sure that you're not paying extra for that interest rate um, so that when you're comparing, you know, you're comparing apples to apples, um, you also want to know what all are the costs associated with taking out that loan because all different institutions have their own different charges that we char or that they charge. Uh, Marquette uh, only charges a processing fee, which is very competitive to what the other lenders are charging. So when you're looking at that cost estimate and you're looking at a breakdown of what the transaction consists of, um, you know that if the appraisal fee is 400, then that's what we're actually paying the appraiser is 400. Um, there, nothing's being marked up or being charged additionally other than the actual cost of service. Okay, then does does it even make sense to ask what is a good interest rate and what is a bad interest rate? Like, what are the extremes? Like, yeah, does it change constantly? Can we not even really ask that question at a point in time because interest rates fluctuate? I mean, I guess how do I know if it's good or bad? Well, the rates do fluctuate, but generally speaking, um, you know, if you're dealing with with a local institution, they're they're going to be in line with what the other lenders are offering. So if you went out and looked at two or three local banks, you're going to see 
oh, their rate's three and a half, theirs is 3.6, you know, or something like that. So you know, you know that those are generally the rates that are available out there. So that's why I want to compare on all these other questions, because the rates are going to be pretty close between a bunch of local lenders. I want to pay attention to the things that aren't the rate as well. Okay. That makes more sense to me. Are there like five of those things or like 25 of those things? You mean as far as the items on yeah, the cost sheet? Yeah, other things sheets? to compare, yeah. So the cost estimate sheet uh, is a breakdown of pretty much anything you can expect throughout the um, the loan that would cost. So you're going to see things from the appraisal to um, the attorney charges that are anticipated, transfer taxes, pretty much anything that would go along with the transaction we want to give you in that spreadsheet so that you don't have any surprises later. You know going into it what to expect. Okay. So, Deb, I'm coming in. I'm getting a cost estimate sheet. Is that actually just literally one sheet? Is it 10 pages? How much information is on there? Ours is one sheet. And, um, you know, I always look at it as um, it's a very good estimate for our customer. On uh, And sometimes I say this is a worst-case scenario. So, you know, if you have the money in the bank and – you understand where the other costs are going to come from, then this is what it takes. The bottom line tells you right here that this is what it's going to take to buy the home you're looking for. So it sounds like, you know, you said this is like worst case scenario. It sounds like the cost estimate sheet from Marquette is preparing me to be sure that I'm going to successfully get this loan, even if some things don't work out, you know, perfectly in my favor. We find out, I don't know, house, I don't know what would pop up on a cost sheet. Maybe house needs more work, more costly insurance than we inspected. Is that something I'm comparing and want to talk to Marquette about or any lender about? Because some people are going to give me maybe the lowest best case scenario estimate, which might look better in the beginning, but is actually setting me up for maybe some challenges in the future if the best case scenario doesn't come to be. Uh, I think they would want to definitely differentiate with their lender, you know, is this what I'm going to need to buy the home or is is there possibly more that I need? So not just what is the number, but why is that number picked by this lender, right? So, Right. Uh, you know, our cost estimate fits all of the fees that we charge to do our loans, and that's why we're very comfortable doing a cost estimate. And, you know, I tell my customers, if you're looking at homes and you need a cost estimate, call me. I'll run one for you and email it to you so that you can have a good idea exactly how much you need to uh, go to closing and be in that home. Well, that's interesting. So, you know, you'd said, give me a call, I'll email it to you. So it sounds like you can get a cost estimate pretty fast. Um, Why does that matter? So if you can get your, I mean, people obviously want to get in their homes as fast as possible, but why do fast mortgage decisions on a bank side matter? Why do I care how quickly you're working on that? So it's a competitive market. You want to have the upper hand and know that you can afford that home, make an offer on it before anybody else puts an offer in on the home. And let's say I I am going to get my mortgage with you. Uh, How many people am I dealing with throughout this process? So obviously, one of the things that I don't want to make a mistake on is talking to the wrong person or getting documents lost in the shuffle. When I come to Marquette, what does that look like? You typically deal with one person from start to finish. So whether you apply online or come right into the office, you're going to be greeted with a loan officer. And that loan officer is going to be the same person that you would come through throughout the process of the loan until you go right into your closing. So is one of the mistakes I'm trying to avoid, like just the confusion of too many cooks in the kitchen, basically? 
Yeah, you you want to have one single point of contact because that person knows at any given time what your situation is, where your loan is in the process. So they have quick answers for you and and can help you better than bringing somebody in that maybe doesn't know your scenario and has to be brought up to speed. What's another problem or another costly mistake that you've maybe seen someone make or you've helped someone resolve? Any examples of clients you've worked with or problems you've been able to help them avoid? People don't know where to go or where to start sometimes. So sometimes they get online and don't realize that they're starting applications with multiple lenders that may all be pulling their credit reports. Um, And you want to be careful about how often that report's being pulled because if you're, you know, on the, on the, you know, the, what's the word I'm looking for? If if your credit is uh, teetering to where you may qualify or not qualify, you don't want to have your credit being pulled multiple times. Oh, so one of the mistakes that uh, you know, home buyers make, they go and get, what is it? They get pre-approved. What's it called? They get. They do like a pre-qualification or a pre-approval online. So they get a pre-approval online, but they might do that six or seven times comparing. And now they're getting dinged on their credit six or seven times that they're getting checked. So what's the right way to go about it? How do I comparison shop safely? I would say that they need to go in and speak to a lender or call a lender at Marquette and ask them, you know, what they need to do. Uh, we offer an online pre-qualification application. They don't even have to leave their home. Uh, they can go right online. Um, we can send them our website uh, to make it quicker. And they can do that pre-qualification and it comes straight through to us and we can work that and have an answer back to them sometimes in four or five hours of the same day. So um, if they're approved, we can have a prequal letter ready for them. Um, sometimes I email them. Sometimes they come pick them up, and they can start looking at homes with realtors that evening. So prequalification is kind of the beginning of the process. I'm thinking now, like, okay, I'm getting towards the end. I'm, I'm ready to buy. Um, you know, I know there are going to be potentially uh, broker's fees, underwriting's fees, escrow fees uh, with your mortgage. Uh do I pay attention to those? Do I look into those like earlier in the process up front? Do I wait until closing? When should I be asking about those parts of what I'm going to pay for? When I work with a customer for a prequalification, I also talk to them about um, their existing debt that they have. And when we pull the credit application for um, – their credit scores, we can see what kind of debt they have. So we kind of talk about where their income is and what their existing expenses are. So we can kind of qualify them on how much of a mortgage they can actually have with the debt that they already have. And then that helps them to decide, you know, am I ready to buy a home? Um, Or when I go out with a realtor, I won't be wasting any time because I know I can only look at homes that are 150,000 or less. And then that um, speeds up the process for both them and uh, their realtor putting them into a home of their choice. Well, you know, you, you made an interesting statement there. You said, am I ready to buy a home? So how, how do you know? What's a sign that maybe you're not ready to buy a home? I'm sure you've talked to people and you said, look, you know, we don't want to set you up in a bad situation. We don't want to hang out to dry. You're not quite ready. But here's what you can do to get ready. How would I know, you know, and our audience know if they're listening – uh, and wondering, well, am I ready to buy a home? What's a sign that they're not? Sometimes your your debt 
is a lot higher than maybe um, the income that you have coming in. So you might have to pay off some of your credit cards or some of the debt to be able to afford a home. What are other things you look at to determine whether somebody is ready? We look at their credit report that we've pulled to just see uh, what that credit score is and is it lendable and is there something on that credit report that might be holding them back. And we do have credit agencies that we can send them to to help repair that credit quickly so that that score can come up to a, a point where they um, we can then lend to them. And so if I am uh, you know, working with Marquette in order to get a home mortgage eventually, are you able to provide assistance, you know, to help me get ready? Are there other things that Marquette can do beyond just providing me the mortgage to get the home, but to help me get ready to get the mortgage? Do you mean like credit counseling and things like that? Yeah, you know, give me some advice. You know, if I want to get the home, I eventually want to get it, right? Right. So everybody's situation is different. Sometimes you just have a couple small things you need to clear up and you're ready to go. And other times we can look at your credit and see that you've got a bit of work to do to get there. So you know, um, as they mentioned, we've kind of partnered with some of the other local agencies like the St. Martin Center where they can get some credit counseling um, and we can help guide them as to what they need to do so that their credit will fall within our criteria to lend. Um, sometimes we're, you know, we might meet with someone for a prequalification and they might not end up buying a house for a year or two. Um, sometimes they, they're newly employed and they haven't had a work history. Um, so we typically want to see a two-year work history. So if you're just starting out, um, sometimes you need to get a little bit more time under your belt in a job before you might be ready and prepared to buy a house. What about people who are self-employed, freelancers, contractors, new small businesses, um, you know, but taking ownership draws, not W-2s? Does that complicate the process? You know, costly mistakes home buyers make. Sometimes we make that mistake Years before we actually engage in purchasing the home, what would you say to people who have a non-traditional source of income, not a W-2? We still um, look at them. We, we take a two-year uh, tax return um, comparison. So we are able to qualify them using tax returns. Okay, so I know that's an anxiety among some business owners, but you're saying that it's not going to be a costly mistake to you. If you haven't put yourself in the W-2 of the business that you started a few years ago, Marquette's able to work with you, determine exactly what your income is, even though it may not be traditionally reported. Right. So again, we're talking about millennial home buyers, often first-time home buyers, but many of the millennials are carrying some pretty big college debt. So how does college debt factor into one of the potential mistakes a, a, a home buyer might make? So we would want to look at, you know, what they have in student loan debt. A lot of, it depends on the timing. A lot of times you might be on a deferred payment. You might be uh, making income-based payments. So we would just need to have documentation to support what your current situation is. Um, If you're not making payments at all, sometimes we need to take a small percentage of the balance to determine a payment. Um, But either way, they do need accounted for, but a lot of times it it won't hinder your ability to purchase. Won't hinder your ability to purchase. So if I have student debt, uh, that shouldn't prevent me from considering and looking at, well, buying a home. Correct. Oh, that's encouraging. Um, Well, this has been uh, a really educational session of Your Money Counts, the Marquette Savings Bank podcast. You can go to marquettesavings.bank to schedule an appointment online to either meet one of our fine loan officers face-to-face or talk to them on the phone. And, of course, learn more about the services available from Marquette Savings Bank. Thank you and tune in again next time. 
Are you ready to make the move and talk to a loan officer? Call or schedule an appointment online with them today at MarketSavings.Bank. Like what you've heard in today's episode of the podcast? Subscribe to the Your Money Counts podcast so new episodes are automatically downloaded for you. Don't forget to write us a review and let us know how we're doing. This podcast is brought to you by Marquette Savings Bank, an equal housing lender, member FDIC.